Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. In December of 2013, our guest today was told that she had 6 to 18 months to live because of a very aggressive form of brain cancer. With the use of cannabis oil and some conventional treatments, there is no sign of the disease today. And joining us from Scotland is Lynn Cameron. Lynn, thanks very much for doing this. We greatly appreciate you telling your story. Thank you for having me. Lynn, take us back to the day of November 29th, 2013, and uh, tell us how this all came about. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm a mobile hairdresser, so basically I, I travel about going to people's houses to do hair. And I arrived at my sister's house, as usual, on a Friday night. We always have a wee get-together and have dinner. So basically, my last memory on that evening was calling a local takeaway, as we call it here, uh, for pizza. And I, I actually woke up and there was two paramedics standing over me. And, and honestly, this, this is fact. I did say to them, do you have my pizza? Oh, no. <laughs> yes. I still laugh to this day about that. Yeah, I mean, that, anyway. that, is, very, that is very funny. You collapsed, you woke up, and yeah. two paramedics <laughs> over, and you asked for pizza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course, I had no clue as to what had happened to me until they told me uh, that it was a, a grand mal seizure that I took. Now, prior to that, my health was what I thought was good. I was tired, but I put that down to day-to-day normal life, work, for example. Uh, I was always really busy with doing clients here. So I was then taken to the local hospital, and this was about 8.30pm on that Friday evening. And the local hospital, their x-ray department closes at 5.30pm. So I had to wait uh, on getting a letter sent to me uh, when I was going to get a scan done to find out exactly what was going on and why I took this seizure. So due to having this seizure, I was then, I was no longer allowed to drive. So my brother, who is a taxi driver, and he became my taxi driver, he then took me around clients, you know, the following days. I felt okay. I, I felt really tired, if anything, but that was it. Anyway, the following week, I was at a client's house who works in that hospital. So she had said to me, what was the referral? Was it routine or was it urgent? To which I did not know. <laughs> She says, well, I will, I will phone the neurology department in the morning and 
will get you onto the cancellation list if possible. So true to her word, she did phone and the, they then got in touch with me and they had a cancellation on the 10th of December. Um, it actually turned out the, the referral was put through as routine, which in Scotland would have meant I would have waited at least four months for a scan. Now, knowing the type of cancer I had, it's very aggressive, so probably then it would have been too late for me. Anyway, I had the scan done at that local hospital, and then I was sent to, it's a specialist hospital in Glasgow that deals with brain and spinal injuries, no matter whether it be, you know, accidents or whatever. But it was, it's a specialist hospital. So I was taken there that day because the scan that I had had shown there was a mass. So went to that hospital and... Um, I then got speaking to the surgeon who was going to be working on me. So he'd said, look, we need to get you in here as soon as possible. We need to operate and find out what this is. So I then had the operation done on the 16th of November, uh, 16th of December, sorry, 2013. So the surgery went really quite well. And in actual fact, they were going to allow me out of hospital two days after surgery. But I decided I quite liked the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and said, well, no, I, I, I feel quite good staying here. <laughs> anyway, I was I was uh, discharged from hospital on the 20th of December. So I had to wait uh, one week for the histology results. So on the 27th of December, I was told that I had a glioblastoma multiform. Now, to me, that is just double Dutch. I had no clue as to what that was. The only thing that I knew about cancer, dealing with clients over the years, you know, you have either a primary, secondary, uh, there's different stages, grades, so I asked him, well, is it, is it primary or secondary? And he says, well, it's primary. It's incurable. And the prognosis basically is, at best, 6 to 18 months to live. Well, as you can imagine, getting told news like that, my, my world just fell apart, basically. But I was more concerned about my elderly parents and how to spring this news on them. Anyway, uh, I then started a combined uh, conventional treatment of chemo and radiotherapy at the end of the January 2014. And that was for six weeks. And then had a six-week break and started on a double dose of the oral chemotherapy. Now, during taking this, I was taking ground hemp seed oil. I knew that was beneficial, you know, as medicine. But a good friend of mine's did tell me about cannabis oil and had shown me different studies that has been done and stories from all over the world 
but I was frightened too because here in Scotland and the UK it's illegal so uh, as time was going on I was getting MRIs done and it was still the same bearing in mind it was um, three centimetres in size before the operation and they they likened it to a tree so they took most of the tree which was above ground and what was below ground, the roots it was too dangerous to, to try and take that away so <clears throat> each scan I was getting done it was still the same as what it was you know, after the operation had been done Lynn, were the doctors but, surprised that it, that it uh, remained the same, it wasn't getting any larger? My oncologist is not very forthcoming with any information. They never actually commented on that, believe it or not. And, in fact, me going through that treatment as well, the chemo brain, and also having, you know, obviously the, the surgery, my memory, still my memory isn't, it's not that great. Short-term memory is not great. So after finishing the double dose chemo I then decided to break the law and I thought well I would rather be illegally alive than legally dead the dosage uh, I started off doing like half a dried grain of rice amount under the tongue for the first two weeks to, to build up the tolerance and then doubled that dose and I did this in the evenings just before bed um, and then I doubled the dose uh, the following two weeks and then introduced it in the mornings. And as time was going on, introduced it mid-afternoon. So as time was going on, again, getting M- MRI scans, it was reducing in size what was left. Now, I did, I remember saying to my oncologist, he didn't know what I was doing, but I did broach the subject with him. And uh, I said to him, is, first of all, I started off with saying, is there anything I should eat or I shouldn't eat? Uh, vitamins, supplements? No. Vitamins and supplements don't really work. Eat whatever you... Yes, Eat yes. whatever you want. Go that, ahead. That's it. The famous one, yes. No, Eat yeah. whatever you like. Here's some coupons for McDonald's. <laughs> oh, well, yuck. <laughs> yuck. I've never liked McDonald's. <laughs> anyway, so... And then I, I asked him about cannabis oil. And I said to him, I said, I see there's, there's people that have used this plant and have... And you hate to say the word cure. They have, uh, they've basically got rid of the cancer yeah. cells that they have. Uh-huh. Eradicated. Yeah, yeah. And he totally boohooed it, as we say in Scotland. I don't know if you guys say that. Yeah, we say um, boohooed. Yeah. Yeah, we say yeah. a lot of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's being polite. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he... He he said, no, no, that does not work. It does not work. Anyway, I continued doing what I was doing, and each each scan, as time has gone on, it was reduced, and it was reduced. And until I spoke with the professor in the April 2015, 
and I had never I'd never met him before. And when I went into his his office, he introduced himself, and my stomach sank because I was thinking, oh no, this this has come back, this is getting bigger. And he obviously realised by the look on my face. He says, oh no no, he says please sit. He says it's great news. He says um, you have been the topic of conversation at this morning's meeting, and. All I can say to you is, whatever you're doing, keep it up. Now, he didn't know. It never came for me what I was doing. And I said, I thought, well, that's good enough for me. But it really didn't matter what any of them said to me. I was still going to continue taking cannabis oil because obviously it was working. As time went on, I was doing more research and I came across the truth about cancer. A global quest docu-series and this was in the October 2015 so I then added to my protocol um, frankincense oil black seed oil turmeric combined with black pepper oil and coconut oil and all the vitamins and supplements I was taking vitamins and supplements anyway which I thought was adequate but what I added to it was the magnesium citrate, uh, vitamin D3. Uh, Lynn, you're taking all the stuff that I do. Yeah, yeah, good. It, it's great, isn't it? Because in, in the climate that you have there, in the climate that we have here, they're very similar, and the, the winters can be dark and dreary, and, yes. and people get low on vitamin D. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I can't stress enough that people... In uh, the farther you get away from the equator, the more likely you are deficient in vitamin D. Yes, yeah, yes. And it's great. So when you first started taking the cannabis oil, and uh-huh. you're taking the half a grain of rice uh, a, a day, and you started increasing it as through subsequent days, how yeah. how did it make you feel? Well, the the good friend of mine who who gets my medicine for me, he knows so much about this plant. So he decided the the certain strain to give me, to make me nice and mellow and chilled. So that's how I felt. I did. I felt really chilled and mellow. (laughs) Did you do all of your oil um, orally, Lynn, or did you do any of it by suppository? All orally. All orally, hey. Yeah, yeah. So at the height of your treatment, how much were you taking a day? And leading up to um, January of last year, I was taking a, a full dry grain a rice amount in the morning and then mid-afternoon and then another one in the evening. So three and then I think I sorry. I was just going to ask you, in your heart of hearts, when you first started uh, embarking on taking cannabis oil, did you think it would work? Really, no. Yeah. (laughs) I found it really hard to believe because why didn't we know about this? Yeah. You know, I remember in my journey uh, looking looking at this, you know, tube of black crap and thinking, this is going to save my life. (laughs) You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I, I went through some doubtful times as well, but I was just wondering what yeah. your take was on that, whether you believed it would work or. I, I really did find it hard to believe, Corey. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
I believed in my friend when he was showing me all the evidence and and I thought, I need to do this. I need to do it. And it's the only thing that's going to save my life here. Yeah. Lynn, what's your uh, state of health today? Fantastic. <laughs> I, f- I feel really well. I'm back driving again. Um, going about my day-to-day life. Yeah, I feel great. And you're completely clear? Completely clear. That's what I was going to tell you. So, the yeah, uh, the truth about cancer, and then I found out about all the other different things. So I started taking all of these, as well as the cannabis oil, from October 2015. And then in the January, I had another MRI scan done in 2016. And I had the great results. There is no sign of disease. Now... The very man, the oncologist, who gave me the result, told me the prognosis, he was the one that I, I saw that day. Now, you would think an oncologist would be jumping out their chair for sheer joy for their patient. Mm-hmm. No, this man, no, this man, no, no. Uh, he doesn't make very good eye contact, for one. And when I went into the office, normally the screen's showing the MRI scan pictures are facing the patient but they were facing him so he went through his checklist as they do how are you, are you still taking now I was on anti-seizure medication but I weaned myself off that a year and a half a year and a half ago in fact almost two years ago because I felt awful with that and that was Keppra mm. ah, not very nice not very nice medicine and I thought, well, the hemp oil's going to do what that's supposed to do, as well as the combination of the cannabis oil, the frankincense oil, so many things. Anyway, he was going through his checklist, and I actually had to say to him, put my hand up, and I said, I don't mean to be rude, but can you tell me my results? And he was writing as I was talking to him, and he never lifted his head, all he said to me was, there is no sign of disease. Wow. And I said, but, yeah. And I said to him, but you told me this was incurable. <laughs> Good for you. Yes. And then I got, his, I got his attention then. Ah, you see, the reason why there's, there's no disease, you're obviously in the minority, he said to me. <laughs> because you had a combined treatment of chemo and radiotherapy, I then put my hand up again and I said, and this is how I said it, this is the way I say no, it's no, no. I went, no. (laughs) (laughs) I said, it was cannabis oil and I really did get his attention then. Ah, you see, well, that's only anecdotal. (laughs) I said, really? I said, there's people all over this planet take this medicine and eradicate cancer due to this medicine he, they, he corrected me and said it's a drug I said no 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 it's not a drug it's not a drug it's a plant anyway so I said so what happens now well we'll get you back in three months time we'll do another scan uh, and see how things are I said right okay so I left his office 
I came out into the waiting area. My brother and sister were both waiting on me. And as you can probably hear, I've got quite a big voice. <laughs> and with my dulcet tones, I shouted it. Well, it looks like Mother Nature has done its trick. <laughs> Cannabis oil, frankincense oil, and I'm rhyming everything off. The nurse at the nurse's station, her mouth fell wide open. There was a young couple sitting. They were waiting to be seen. And the young guy, he says, oh, yeah, it does work. I says, oh, you take it yourself. And this is quite a wee funny bit as well. He says, oh, no, no, I'm just off the night shift. That's why I look the way I look. It's my wife who's been taking it. (laughs) (laughs) And it turns out she was diagnosed the same time as me, uh, the same type, the GBM on the right temporal lobe. And she was medicating the same way as well. And she said to me, what what are the other things that you were talking about? I says, well, hold on. So I went over to the nurse's station and I asked, could I borrow a pen and a piece of paper, please? And she said, yeah, yeah. I says, I'm just going to write out a proper prescription. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lynn, good for you. (laughs) So... I've had four MRI scans done since, and they've all still been clear. Thank God. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah. Did did you keep in touch with that lady? I did, yes, yes. And she's had the all clear as well. Oh, wow. (laughs) That is fantastic. Awesome. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I like your attitude. You're... um, for the lack of a better term, you're a bit of a shit disturber, which is great. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, she says. <laughs> <laughs> and I quite like that. I'm only four foot eleven. You would think I was six and a half foot. So when you go back to the oncologist for your uh, scan results, is it the same oncologist all the time or is it a different one each time? It's a well, it's, a, it's a team, but okay. I only see I've only ever seen that the the main the, the chief guy I've seen him in all three times, but mainly it's it's colleagues. Yeah, uh, it's his colleagues that I see. Yeah, Lynn, yeah. can I ask you something? Yeah. Um, do you do the same stra- oil made from the same strain every time? I don't know, Corey. Okay. I. I just take uh, one dry grain of rice amount at night now as a maintenance. Okay. I was um, just curious as to, um, you know, often people are, are wanting to know what was this, the THC level versus CBD. Were you doing, mm-hmm. what, what, what you were doing, a high THC? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, Lynn, while you were taking the high THC, were you also taking the hemp oil? Yes. Uh-huh. I would take a, a teaspoon of hemp oil. That that was just my, my, my ritual, if you like, mm-hmm. and I still do take it. What are your conversations with other people who have the same uh, issue that you do? Oh, well, it's, you can imagine. People find it hard to believe that this has done that, and people will say, oh, no, it must have been the radio and chemotherapy, and then I do say to them, research what chemo and radiotherapy does and what it doesn't do. It certainly was not that. So you get disbelief and you get 
people saying, I've heard so much about it. But the good thing is now, in Scotland and the rest of the UK, there is so much talk now about it in the media. Not enough talk. Um, And in actual fact, the Scottish government, they passed a motion for it to be legalised as medicine. But it's politics again, it's another power that has to be devolved from Westminster, which Westminster are not very good at doing good things, in my opinion. Um, so it's a, it's going to be a long battle, I think, here to get it legalised. Well, it's going to be a long battle in Canada to get it legalised, even though the government says it will be legalised this year. I suspect in talking to people who, in the political community in Ottawa, our nation's capital, that the federal government here will do what it can to continue to delay this until after Uh the next election. Because whenever you have big pharma, big money, and big alcohol involved in trying to block this, then uh, the politicians listen to the money. Money talks. That's it. And I think it's incumbent on people all around the world to vote people out of office who do Mm -hmm. not believe that medical marijuana, medical cannabis, is a medicine and Mm -hmm. not a drug. Yeah, definitely. But it's the powers that be, they're so powerful, the pharmaceutical industry, the alcohol industry, the power they have over governments. That's absolutely right. So, Lynn, you feel great today. And you're still taking your cannabis, and you will continue taking your cannabis regardless of what anyone in the medical profession tells you, correct? Oh, definitely, yes. That's that's me. I'll be taking this. This is for life. Because it's it's a great preventative as well, as well as, you know, diet, watching what you eat, and cutting out sugar, processed foods, such as McDonald's. Uh-huh. Have you noticed? And many others. There's many others. Right. Besides your uh, your brain cancer, have you noticed any other changes that cannabis has brought about to how you feel? You're sleeping better and things like that? Oh, oh yes, definitely. I have a fantastic sleep. And every, every everyone I know, they always say, oh, you're looking fantastic. And my answer to it is cannabis oil. That's it. I mean, I do. I feel. I feel better than what I used to prior to taking ill. But I think that's obviously because I'm. I'm not working the way I did before. So there's so many factors that has changed in my life. But yeah, I definitely feel better taking um, the cannabis oil. I don't see any minuses, any negatives about it at all. No, that's the fantastic thing about it, isn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Lynn, anything uh, you'd like to say in conclusion? And it's great to hear that uh, that you're you're clear of your brain cancer and, and things are looking up for you. And even though you're four foot eleven, you still yeah. <laughs> you, you still sound like you're six foot five. Of course. <laughs> I think I'm six foot five. <laughs> no, I would just like to say, I mean, it's an amazing plant. There's so many amazing other plants out there, seeds, herbs, diet alone as well. But 
I would just like to say to anybody who who's frightened to take it, who's do not be frightened. This is nothing to be frightened of. If you're going to medicate, help yourself in any way, shape or form, then this is the way forward. Lynn, one more question before you go. Um, we were talking a couple of weeks ago to a fellow in the UK who also had brain cancer. He was 69. Uh-huh. And uh, he took frankincense as well. He took 15 drops a day. Yes. Is that how you take it? That is, yeah. I take it's about two, two to three drops every two hours, up to five times a day sometimes. And I still continue to take that as well. Yeah, but we- that, again, is another, sorry. No, go ahead. That is, that's another, in the UK, it is illegal to sell it, to be taken orally. No, go figure that one. Frankincense yep. is illegal? Yes, frankincense is illegal to be taken orally in the UK. Why is that? I don't so, understand that. I'm not sure why it is either, but I do know uh, some brands are recommended that you can ingest and others uh, not so much. That's right. That's right. The Where I get it from, it's organic. In fact, this uh, company, they have a farm in Somalia uh, where they grow the, the Boswellia trees. Um, so it's organically and ethically sourced. Whereas there's other companies who sell laboratory made. Obviously, that, they're dangerous. They're not therapeutic grades. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so you've got to be careful. Yeah. But it's, Very careful. It just shows what a screwed up world we live in when you can, oh. uh, doctors can prescribe Ritalin to kids, but you can't take frankincense orally. I mean, come on. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, crazy. The, the world is being run by psychopaths. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that. <laughs> go, Lynn, go. <laughs> I used to say that things like that when I was on commercial radio, and that's why they fired me. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Lynn, great to, great to talk to you. Thank you very much. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Lynn. Thanks, Gordy. And that's it. Another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. If you'd like to tell your story on Cannabis Health Radio, send us an email at info at CannabisHealthRadio.com. And wherever you are in the world, thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.